You are listening to Bootleg Avocado, bringing you stories in the food and cannabis startup world. I'm your host, Mario Rodriguez, and in this episode, we talk with CEO Melanie Goldsmith of Pollen. We're here with uh, Melanie from Pollen. So, Melanie, tell me about yourself. Um, you know, how you kind of started the concept and what exactly is uh, the concept you're going for? Sure. Hi. So, my background was actually a musician. Okay. Um, for years, I studied music, got into theater production events. Um, about seven years ago, I met my co founder, Emil, who's a chef by trade. And we were doing these dating nights. Um, they were all about the idea of adult play and like making people feel good and we started this gummy company called Smith and Sinclair which was in the alcohol space it was a patented alcoholic gummy so it was just alcohol and gummy so it was basically an edible cocktail so okay. we deconstructed what a cocktail was so a spirit based mixes yeah. garnishing and recreated kind of that gummy mouthfeel so it was vegan it had that like really nice chew of norm you know candy that you recognize yeah. but it had this adult flair of being alcoholic this is a little puppy that just walked up to us <laughs> And where, where did you launch this? In the UK. So we London. We were London-focused for okay. years. Um, we went into retail within 12 months of launching. Um, and then we diversified the range into more like cocktail creation. So we built building that and then launched it in the US two months ago. Yeah. Um, but over the whole of last year, obviously, we were considering how the business could be bigger, how okay. we could take a customer through the journey of discovering what makes them feel good, then like really becoming quite like fun and frivolous with that, and then what they kind of age into um, so having a kind of cosmetic model where you have your 18 to 25 year old brand your 25 to 40 year old brand and then your sort of 40 plus brand okay and with the mission to make adult more fun uh. when we started researching what 18 to 25 year olds do for fun it, it wasn't drinking it, it wasn't drinking right. <laughs> so and it, it was still very experience driven and it was m still social okay but that generation have such levels of high anxiety and social media has created this constant noise for them where it's con it's very competitive and you're aware of what you don't have. So it's almost like living in this state of consistent FOMO okay. and looking into what other sort of products were on the market that could help people to reduce that anxiety to to just make them feel a bit better. CBD kind of kept coming up in my life and it wasn't legal yet in the UK. Okay. So I came to America and we'd received... Um, How long ago? This is two years ago. Two years ago, okay. So we'd received, um, we'd achieved VC money funding okay. in Smith & Sinclair. For the original? Mm -hmm. okay. For the original business. We'd okay. raised two million pounds um, from an American VC. Okay. Um, and they were involved in the cannabis space with one of their other businesses. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so I was able to kind of research with their knowledge into everything from supply chain to experience to methods of consumption and because we'd had such a sort of successful, innovative edibles business in the alcohol space, it kind of transitioned really nicely into this world. Yeah. And CBD was so interesting to me because so many people are so scared of cannabis. You know, there's a bit of fear mongering around THC and what that, you know, hallucinogenic effect can be. Especially two years ago. Especially two years yeah. ago. And also even, I mean, even now in the UK and, and in, even now in like a huge part of America, there's still quite a lot of miseducation around it mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we don't demonize THC in any way but we definitely wanted a product which didn't have an eff that effect mm -hmm. we wanted something which wasn't necessarily a, a vice in that way of 
extreme feeling. Mm. It was more just how can you c create a consistent product that people can take every day in their lifestyle actively mm -hmm. um, and still kind of like function in their work with their sleep, you know, socializing and just and just feel good doing it. Okay. And that's kind of where the pollen brand came from was a product that, you know, fit aesthetically into that Gen Z lifestyle. Okay. Um, that was easy to take and you know everyone recognizes a gummy, everyone knows how to use it and and it's it's not scary. Right. And then the difference was most products that I was tasting on the market just didn't taste good. Yeah, so what were we just high in sugar or what what exactly was it that you're like So most in the US were gelatin based, which yeah. is obviously it's not vegan. pretty grim. Yep. Um mm -hmm. and then there was very little flavor innovation. You know, I'm mm -hmm. sure a lot of these plate you know, a lot of people that start these brands aren't food background you know exactly. so they're going to these manufacturers and just kind of private labeling whatever they already make right. and yeah you're right high in sugar high in fructose using artificial ingredients mm -hmm. um, and also not necessarily understanding how the care that you need to take to create consistent dosage and batches so a lot of these gummies were made either with spray technology so they were being sprayed on top of the gummy or post manufacturing so it's not actually in the actual yeah. products on top it's yeah. a top of, yeah and then okay. it and then it can wipe off on the packet it actually the shelf life is much smaller the because of the exposure to air the cbd can actually disintegrate quite very quickly over time so the shelf life wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. truly reflective of the product and that was proven in a lot of post-product testing you know people in america would go and buy a product getting it tested by a third party and it just wasn't it had zero milligrams of cbd even though it said 10 on the pack yeah. um so we took a lot of care into working with an extract lab to make sure that our cbd was actually water soluble because what we found from doing our test batches was if it was oil based the viscosity split, split the mix up, yeah. mm -hmm. so you'd get some gummies that had 100 milligrams some that had zero where when we use the water soluble and we kept the paddle moving within the mix. And Stayed if you think, together. yeah, logistically it's paddle moving right. through a very thick pectin mix, mm -hmm. um, it stayed consistent. So we actually tested the product three times. So we test the CBD on receipt of it. Okay. Then we tested it in a liquid batch. And then we also test it post setting. Um, and then it. we'll continue to do testing at six and 12 months with a 12 month shelf life, which we had um, an acceleration shelf life test already done. So, so right we're, now we're it's very at, confident. It's at 12 months. It's a 12 month, 10 okay. milligram gummy. Right. Okay. Um, but whether we can get further into two years, we're, mm -hmm. we're testing at the moment. And what happens past those 12 months? It just, the effect isn't there anymore. So we don't, we don't know because okay. we haven't had the results through to the testing yet. I mean, from our gummies previously, yeah. the texture of the gummy starts to change at about 12 months, it becomes a bit stiffer. Mm -hmm. um, they are natural fruits in the product. Mm -hmm. So, you know, natural fruits, once, you know, you've you've messed around with them in a cooking process, right. they have a shelf life before they start to taste different, maybe a bit more bitter. Yeah. Um, and what we want is the highest quality experience. So we just want to let people know, okay. obviously, yeah. what the expiry on that is. So one thing you mentioned was the, uh, you wanted to be kind of uh, food first, flavor first, and you have a chef obviously on board to mm -hmm. help to really start the first initial product. So mm -hmm. tell me about, um, you know, that approach and also the, the benefit of kind of starting from that, that, that point. Well, there's a lot of knowledge out there already. So there's a lot of people who get the science. So finding the right partners to make sure that we're using the highest quality of CBD, that the water soluble extraction process doesn't affect the actual um, experience of personally consuming CBD. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the easier part. Okay. I think figuring out how to make a high quality gummy, which has a great taste that makes you want to have two or three a day right. was the harder part. And so right. we actually have an innovation lab in London. We okay. did all formulation 
ourselves and That's then we, we work with co-manufacturers on that scaling up process so that in you know moving from making like a batch of 200 gummies in our lab yeah. to making 200,000 gummies on a production line mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the quality is consistent let's talk about the scalability of it because that's that's the hardest part so I come from the food world so like obviously if you come up with any CPG brands any you know the you kind of start in your home check you know come sure. up with a product then you maybe go to a commercial kitchen or whatnot and then eventually you want to kind of co-pack it when you take it to X amount of volume, right? Yeah. So what was kind of your, um, that process behind saying, okay, we can actually have a, a manufacturer kind of do this properly, given if, if, given that it's a CBD product, you know, at that, at that stage. So co-manufacturing is the hardest yes, thing to exactly. do. Yes, exactly. That'll oh make or God. break your, your, your business in a second, you know? And, and it, it did too many times. So with Smith and Sinclair, we went through five different co-mans before yep. settling on the one we've we work with long term now right, right. and it is the most expensive mistake you can make because mm. there will be minimum order quantities you have to do on initial runs yeah you take that cost yeah. and the inventory is not guaranteed so we've worked what's hard with a vegan gummy is obviously that it's quite what they call a high liquid content gummy um gelatin sets quicker it sets harder so you haven't got as many problems around what's called sugar inversion which means that the sugar acts as a catalyst and can create like a sticky product yeah. when you work with vegan setting agents you've just got to make sure that you don't get what we call slugs which are these like very wet gummies that almost like start to like break apart in your hand. Mm -hmm. I've um, actually had some of those. Yeah. Even in the packaging, even though it was kind of sealed. Yeah. After a while, it starts really sticking. It creates really like a syrup. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so we had two manufacturers where that was the product that we got. Mm -hmm. We worked with one manufacturer where just like the consistency of flavor was off. They weren't following our quality procedures yeah. we actually have in-house tech and compliance so we set really extreme sort of what we call HACCP records formulation records and then post product testing records yeah. where we do everything from photograph the product so you know exactly what it should look like in terms of coloration and size mm -hmm. um, taste test so we've got bitter acidity regulators sweet sour everything's kind of marked mm -hmm. on a one to five scale mm -hmm. um, and we expect them to do those tests post production and one factory just basically didn't and yet you kind of don't have, you know, you're not going to put one of your team in the factory 24 hours a day, every day of the week. So you right. just, there's that element of trust and, and you can sometimes be too late. You know, we called in the records and the production had been done and it hadn't been tested. Like, what can you do at that point? Right, except right. not pay for the product, except you have to pay for inventory up front because they're obviously buying ingredients. Exactly. And so that, it's really yeah. tricky. And that's exactly when you need to manage your, your finances because you have exactly. you're growing on the bank. Can we do this production run or not? Exactly. And how much is going to take out of us? And right also, now. if there's an MOQ, you know, coming to America has been really interesting because the MOQs in Europe are just much lower because the factories are much smaller, yeah. whereas there are less factories in the US, but they are much bigger. So, you know, coming here was a shock because MOQs start at something like a million gummies. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you better have a lot of cash in the bank to be able to, to yeah. fund that. Yeah. And then um, let's let's also talk about the packaging. So um, I love I love how it's kind of kind of the, the, the carbon uh container kind of type of look yeah um so how did you come about or what was the process behind you coming up with the right design and the right packaging for this so we have an amazing creative director in-house that we've worked with for over two years now mm -hmm. um she's sort of that insane creative brain her name's emma and she's just able to extrapolate what's in my head and, ma and make it 10 times better mm -hmm. so you know what we decided from day one was there, there is so much competition in the CBD edible space and yeah. we knew we had a better product but to get that shelf stand out we needed packaging that differentiated us um, 
And there's so much, like I said, fear mongering in the UK around cannabis and CBD at the moment. We wanted something that felt really familiar. Yeah. So having something that's subliminally, you recognize it like a milk carton. Of course. Kind of almost calms you straight away because yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, this is familiar. This feels safe. Yeah. And then we wanted to work with colors that were very modern, that were good color standout, but also didn't kind of compete against this very um, common dull packaging that's mm. on the market at the moment you know you get a lot of products that are black and white or clear or mm. you know just consistently boring right but cool but boring so we wanted something that was like also fun and also educational in a way that was easy to understand i mean how many people can go into a cbd shop and be able to recite what an endocannabinoid system is or what homeostasis is mm -hmm. we just wanted to make it a very simple check system and similarly every box first order is made with a journal Okay. So you actually have a 30-day journal that you can use when you consume the product to actually just really understand if it's helping you. And Got it's it. not complex. It's not going to take time or dry entry. It's literally circling kind of what point of the day you took it. And, and, and that's journal? how you, this and that's the, the journal. Example of yeah. journal. Okay, cool. Okay, so I see per day the dosage, um, when you took it or how much you took it and like the range on... The range is what, the product? Oh, so sorry. the ranges we have are Power Bank, Soothe You, and No Pressure. Mm -hmm. And they're more focused around an active benefit. So okay. Power Bank is more around that kind of recharge. The Soothe You is more around that calm and, and focus. And then the No Pressure range is much around reducing the pressure of things like period pains or that ache after the gym. Okay, cool. And then um, as far as coming up with those three product lines, what kind of... What was the thought process behind that? So we did a lot of, re it was a lot of research and focus groups. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. the research showed us that kind of the reasons people were searching were predominantly around those three active, I guess, defaults that people were looking to solve. Yeah. Um, we're also bringing out a sleep promotion range next year called okay. Dreamtime. Okay. Um, and that's also, it was, the reason we wanted to bring that after is because people have nervousness around it, CBD making them feel dopey. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to completely differentiate Dreamtime into a completely different mm -hmm. bank and, and educate on our products being a morning, afternoon and early evening consumption point right. um, before kind of confusing the consumer out there. Got it, okay. Um, I think mislabeling yeah. and, and making, oh, the dog just licked <laughs> the tap for the water. It's, uh, <laughs> you should put a, a sign on there. Um, yeah, I would say mislabeling is, okay. is one of my biggest gripes. And that comes from like, um, um, you know, people that put vagities like 10 milligrams of hemp, mm -hmm. but then they don't specify what the extraction or what the cannabinoids active in there are, because that's just confusing for the consumer from, mm. from people who either want to know how much CBD or CBG is in their product yeah. versus people who would think there's none. Right. Um, so that annoys me. I also think just bad quality production you know using artificial ingredients i think having not specifying isolate versus a full or a broad spectrum or not explaining what isolate is mm -hmm. means that the consumer is just miseducated and and then they're paying for a product that they don't really fully understand and then they're they're you know knock-on effect is they're going to go tell people oh this product didn't really have an effect and it's because yeah. they used a hemp isolate and then it doesn't really mean anything right right yeah so the expectation isn't isn't met there with a the, with the product yeah you know, i yeah. also think making false claims so we um we obviously have a parent company who acquired us in the summer who's uh publicly trading oh that's great called tilray okay. and um yeah. And so we work really hand in hand with their regulation so mm. that, you know, they're legal and really um, involved in our packaging process. Right. And so there are, you know, we do not make any claims on our packaging, which you're not allowed to. Right. So like we're following the rules yet when there are players out there 
who don't necessarily understand the rules or who haven't done their research they're making you know horrible claims that you know things can cure cancer and they one they can't right and two like they're confusing the customer in a way that's really inhibitive to, to kind of competition because if people are like oh i get this gummy and it's going to call me versus this gummy that's going to cure my cancer <laughs> <laughs> it's one it's lying and two it's just it's just bad yeah for, it's bad for CBD as an education of a category. Absolutely. So what's kind of your advice? So let's say um, for a new person starting out in the food cannabis space, like what's kind of your advice or what, what's kind of that roadmap that people should go about and, and how to approach it properly? Yeah, I would say, one, always know why you're doing something. So don't just jump on a bandwagon. Mm -hmm. You know, right now CBD is trendy but I think it's here to stay. I don't believe this is kind of a wave. This is wellness, this is modern day wellness. And yeah. it's kind of where we're moving to is expanding that realm of what wellness can look like. Yeah. So if you're looking to get into this because you, you're you so interested by the category, like look at the other cannabinoids that are out there, look at what else the plant can be used for and do something different. Don't just kind of follow suit uh -huh. and really explore what your product's going to be stand out for because we've got, we're expanding the range into our drink drops which are water soluble as yep. well mm -hmm. so we've got a vanilla one that's specifically for coffee or smoothies that just dissolves completely into the drink so you haven't got that oily texture on top mm -hmm. that was really important to me because i consume tinctures and i find them disgusting mm -hmm. in the sense of like that oil's very strong oils, yep. it sits in my mouth for hours mm -hmm. if it goes in a drink it's like inconsistent you dosage because like yeah you're just constantly sp whereas like i just wanted something i could put in my water bottle and it, and it be my personal dosage. So if I want to put in 50 milligrams, like I can do that because I've personalized it to myself. Exactly, right. And it just colors and flavors the drink. It doesn't add in like a very extensive terpene taste and it also doesn't look weird in the drink. Yeah. Um, you know, so innovation to us was key. If innovation's less key to you, you know, it's what is your other point of difference? Okay. So just, I would ask people when they're coming up with something just to consider why in a bigger way. And also get people to buy it before you start going big because it's one thing for your friends and family to tell you it's a good idea. It's another for like strangers yeah, exactly. to spend fifty dollars on it. Product testing was the most important thing is to launch any time. product. Yeah, you need feedback. You need oh, actual people time. that aren't your friends. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you and also, feedback. people are going to hurt your feelings, and that's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better to take it at the beginning than it is uh -huh. to kind of like invest a million dollars into a company that never gets bought. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about the products. Mm -hmm. I know that you have. Um, so what did you bring with you? So these are our gummies. Okay. From our power bank range. So you've got a coffee and cacao, a tart cherry and vanilla, and a watermelon and citrus. So oh. that's our coffee and cacao. Okay. Cool. And this one, sorry. That's our watermelon and citrus. Okay. And then how many milligrams is this one? Ten. Ten milligrams. Um, and then t tell me about like the the sh why the shape, the coating. Like, what's what was the process behind that? So we wanted it to be a good size gummy, so that you know, one you get like one or two bites of it, mm -hmm. and it doesn't just sort of like you don't just chew and swallow. You actually get like flavors coming through during the eating process. Mm -hmm. um, we wanted them small enough that you could have two or three a day so that you can kind of microdose to what extent you want to without having to do one gummy that's 25 milligrams and maybe that was a bit too much for you. Mm. You know, so having it be 10 milligrams consistent throughout the range allows people to kind of bespoke it a bit more. They're vegan, so you can see that they have a chew to them because of our process. Yeah, but a lot more texture to it, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, but um, they're not, they don't stick to your teeth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like the balance of the flavor is really nice. Thank you. Um, it's bright. Also has a little bit of that like 
that tartness, which is nice. Yeah. And then the, the coating's really nice on it as well. Yeah, so we sugarcoat we sugarcoat these ones. We won't be sugarcoating our dream time. Mm-hmm. Um, sugar coating's more a taste and texture vibe. So if you don't sugarcoat, you have to use a sort of oil spray to make sure they don't stick together. And we just hadn't found the right process for doing that. Got it. Got it. And then you're moving also into beverage. Are you launching a beverage? So we've got a beverage in the UK called Pollinade. Mm. <laughs> it's um, reminiscent of a drink in the in Europe called Lilt. Um, it's it's basically got grapefruit, raspberry notes, and then we we kind of cut the flavor with the tonic water. So you've got the benefits of quinine and tonic. Mm. Um, so it's a very adult profile. It's definitely got flavor to it, but it's not a juice and it's not like a flavored water. Got it. Okay. And then when are you launching this in the US? In February, March. February, March. Yeah. Okay, wow. As well as our drink drops, which um, will be 30 milliliters, and we have vanilla, um, mixed berry, and then strawberry and grapefruit. These guys right mm-hmm. here. Oh, gotcha. And then what's the, what's the dosage on those as well? So we've got 10, 15, and 30 milligram. 30 milligrams. So the 30 milligram is our power bank. There are vanilla ones. Mm-hmm. So to kind of give you a really big boost in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then the no pressure is our mix, and the soothe you is our strawberry and grapefruit. Got it. Okay. And given these three different uh, types of, of products, how would someone kind of organize their day around these products, which is probably yeah. w- the approach you're going for? Totally. So we've actually done the banks as numbers one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. So power banks, number one, because it kind of is for that wake up without feeling over caffeinated. Um, number two is our no pressure. That's because like during the day when you start to feel that kind of ache from sitting at your desk for too long or you've maybe gone to the gym after work, it's to kind of give you that, again, rejuvenating feature halfway through the day. And then the soothe you is for that get work out of your mind, kind of soothe yourself, refocus into your evening, and then four will be dream time, which is kind of your pre-bed routine. Got it, okay. Um, no, that all sounds great. And this this pamphlet definitely helps. Thanks. You know, so I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you kind of put this Yeah, education on both the brand and then also our community is really important to us. Mm. So we worked with 80 people before launching who all tested the products over a 30-day period. Yeah. And you can see their stories on our website. We've promoted them on our social and then to the point at which Two of our girls who are amazing, who wanted to really open up the conversation around mental health, are yeah. actually on our pollinate packs. Yeah. So we wanted to put people kind of in front of consumers in retail as well to disrupt that space of it not just being so product focused, but to be about this being a movement. So uh, one thing I'm actually while, while you're while you're talking, sorry. Um, so one thing we do mm-hmm. uh, is when we actually do interviews. Um, so these are little uh, empathy cards. Oh, I thought you were going to read my tarot. No, no, is that? Oh, okay. Tarot card. It does, yeah. No. So basically, this is a, uh, a very easy icebreaker to kind of get to know you because we always talk the products and everything. Sure. Like you as a founder, like that's the primary like function, and like your success is is paramount to to the to, you know to the product and what you're launching. So uh, you just pick a card. Okay. And then you read the question and then you answer it on a personal level. So who inspires a sense of adventure within you? I mean, I would definitely say it's, it's a toss up between my co-founder and my husband. Okay. <laughs> but um, I think it's, it's interesting. People, you need a tribe around you to do this. It's a brutal journey starting up a business. Mm-hmm. And people often don't talk about the volatility emotionally in doing it. And I think the adventure comes from those big wins. I mean, when you see people buying the product, when you see people walking away from a pop-up and talking about the product, or, you know, it's so nice when someone who's not even in your personal community, like, reaches out to be like, I've seen these and these are amazing. You know, the web developer we first worked with six years ago on my other business got in touch on Instagram the other day because he saw our fly posters in London and okay. was like, this is the coolest brand. Uh-huh. 
And those sorts of things keep the adventure moving because you're just like, how big can I take this? You know, if I want everyone in America to know the name Pollen, mm -hmm. that's really what drives me. And, you know, that's a combination of my co-founder creating incredible products and my husband keeping me alive. <laughs> That's great, yeah. You need that support, especially on, on the, the companion side. Definitely. Especially. I mean, you need a good group of friends who understand that you will cancel mm -hmm. constantly on going out. You know, that you need them to come around your house because you are knackered because you've worked 12 hours mm -hmm. every day for six weeks. You know, it's you need people who are willing to accommodate a bit more convenience during this because it is... It's savage. Of course, yeah. And then, so you're predominantly in New York mm -hmm. or you're bouncing between the two cities, London? So I've moved to New York, but um, I've been doing a lot of travel the last four months mm -hmm. around America as well as going back to the UK. Okay. Um, it'll, it'll definitely be an adventure for the next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm spending the majority of my time in the US. So um, how do people find you? How do people get in touch with you personally? Um, sure. How do people find the products? And what are the things you're looking for right now either if you're hiring someone or funding or what like what are the needs as well so we're hiring for a number of positions at the moment so if you're Great. looking to join an incredibly passionate team get in touch with me personally mm -hmm. um, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Melanie B Goldsmith okay. B -E. um, you can reach out to us at the pollen Instagram it's with pollen our website www.withpollen.com um, our pro Products are mainly sold online at the moment in the US. Um, we're looking for retail environments going into next year. So if you're looking to have more disruptive edibles in your range, get in touch. Okay. Um, in the UK, we are going into certain retail. We're going into Boots in the UK in from February, and we're in the drugstore at the moment. Oh, wow. Okay. It's great. Mm. Uh, well, thanks for the you know the time and and the, the details on the product. Thank um, you. I love the tasting and everything else. And then um, you know, like I said. Hopefully people will reach out. Um, I'll Thank get the so word much. out and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Great. Thanks and if anyone wants a taste test, come That's at right. us. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Melanie. Appreciate it.